0: Welcome to the industry.fashion's In Conversation podcast where we invite you to tune in to the stories of some of fashion's most inspirational leaders. From the history of their careers to the current priorities for their businesses and advice for their fellow fashion friends, these conversations cover it all. The In Conversation series is staged in proud partnership with Klarna. I'm Loretta Roberts, editor-in-chief of The Industry.Fashion, and today on the In Conversation podcast, I speak to Ishita Cabra the entrepreneur who gave up a promising career in finance to join fashion's rental revolution. Last year, Ishita launched her peer-to-peer fashion rental app, Rotation, which was named Apple's App of the Day this weekend. The business has been running for just nine months, and Ishita talks to us about how it has fared during the COVID crisis, how she has continued to build her community, and her belief in the long-term future of the sharing economy in fashion. Ishita founder of By Rotation welcome to the industry.fashion podcast
1: thank you so much oh it's a pleasure how are you uh I'm good it's very hot in London um but I don't want to complain because you know we don't have a lot of these days in the UK
0: <laughs> it's true it's true um no, we shouldn't we shouldn't complain and once you're released from this you go out and enjoy it if you can <laughs> now now listen it's um it's been a challenging time, hasn't it, for all businesses, um, ours included, in the past few months. Um, how have they been for you and by rotation?
1: Yeah, um, completely agree with you. I mean, you know, it, for us as a fashion rental app, um, you know, one of the things we obviously realised was that, you know, there was no reason for people to go out. Um, well, if anything, the government was telling everyone to stay in as much as possible so we kind of realized very early on that this wasn't going to be a, you know, a time where we could have rental transactions come through. Um, so we decided to focus on our community, which is one of our core values. So, we, you know, we, you know, although we launched the app about 10 months, 10 months ago, you know, we've been kind of, I suppose, running all this time. And it was really nice to sort of you know take a step back, you know, reconsider our mission and our core values and, you know, be able to communicate with that community communicate them with um you know with our audience and our community better. So we spend a lot of time doing a lot of um, you know, engagement with our audience, with our existing users. And, you know, it it sort of was really well received, you know, with our audience telling us that, you know, they just want to have lighthearted content out there on our, you know, um social media channels. And they don't really want to be pushed for us to tell them to rent items or list items on the app since we're peer-to-peer. Um, and this actually yeah. worked really well for us because we ended up and we continue to grow. Um, you know, our user base is up by 70%. Uh, we have 50% more listings on the app. Um, we also, you know, I mean, you know, we are very much a startup. We're very lean in that is yeah. a freelancer, you know, and I'm not taking a salary myself. So everyone was continuing to work as per normal, I would say, um, you know, business almost as usual. And um, and yeah, and we spent a lot of this time doing amazing things, you know, collaborating with Stacey Dooley, um, you know, being on TV, being on Business Insider, TechCrunch. So it was actually a very exciting time for us, despite, you know, not really seeing that much uh, rental growth uh, in terms of the transactions. So that's exciting. So because a lot of companies
0: have said that they had to be realistic and You know, use the time to build their customer base and build their relationship with their customers. And it sounds like you've been very, very successful in that. You said something there. You you featured on you partnered with Stacy Dooley. Tell me about that. I didn't know about that. What did you do with her? I know know that she was quite famous for producing a documentary that sort of uncovered the horrors of fast fashion last year. Obviously, you're a sustainable solution, given that you're peer-to-peer lending. peer-to-peer hiring solution. So what was that partnership about?
1: Yeah, it was crazy. Um, Stacey sort of approached us. um, I think this was in early May or mid-May and told us that, hey, I want to lend a bunch of my stuff. Um, You know, I'm doing like a clear out and I thought it would be great if, you know, more people could share and use it as opposed to me just selling it off. Um, And I would love for all the rental proceeds to be donated to a charity that's close to me which is Refuge, um, you know, which, you know, we saw a lot of domestic violence happening during the lockdown period. And she really wanted to sort of do something and, you know, give back. So so it was really amazing. We ended up getting a bunch of her dresses from the Strictly Come Dancing tour. I think she's really popular because of that as well. Um, And yeah, she's so sweet. I mean, she FaceTimed me and I was like, oh my God, I have to go put on a bra. Just give me a second.
0: Oh, funny. Yeah, she is... (laughs) she is sweet actually very um,
1: sweet. Yeah,
0: I went, I went to my daughter she's very glamorous um so, <laughs> oh, so that's nice how nice that she approached you <laughs> i, I want I to talk a little bit about um the sustainable side of things um later on but let's let's just find out a bit more about the beginnings for you because mm-hmm. this is obviously a new business um and you launched it at a time when there were a few other people you know, getting into that rental space and using different models. Mm -hmm. But tell us your specific proposition, what you saw and what you thought the opportunity was that you had.
1: For me, the way I kind of saw it was that I wanted to take things a step further from the incumbent, really well-known Rent the Runway in the U.S., Um, You know, I want to go a step further by ensuring that, you know, all these people who were, you know, posting photos of their Instagram outfits, you know, OOTDs and all of that, um, they could actually end up sharing the items with each other, you know, with other women and hopefully men one day, um, you know, share them with each other and, you know, just end up sort of building a community. So I would say one of the things that we really differentiate ourselves by, and I think we've done a very good job at, um, and I'm very grateful for my team for that is that you know we we've, we've kind of centered our proposition all on community so without we are really no one and nothing um and we've been able to get a lot of like-minded women at the moment who um who you know kind of believe in the concept of sharing and also you know they're becoming much more environmentally conscious of the amount of fashion that they consume so um i think that's been really unique and i think Obviously, I mean, you know, our product is an app. Um, it's the only app out there. We have spent a significant amount of um, investment when it comes, you know, to money and time and efforts, um, all in building the tech. So, really, I would say we're much more a tech player than, say, a logistics player. You know, we've never had any physical stores. We don't have any inventory ourselves. So, you know, we're just sort of keeping everything very digital and. The vision is really to end up becoming like a Depop or a Vestia Collective of fashion rental, you know, to go global but have local communities everywhere.
0: Wow, that sounds very cool. It's like a, a kind of a blend of social media and shopping, really, isn't it? It's like Instagram yeah. meets,
1: I don't know. Yeah. So people love, um, you know, the users or rotators, as we call them, um, of our community. They love that on the app, they can follow each other. You know, they can message each other from our secure messaging system. Um, you know, we're we're adding a few more features in the next iteration of the app. Um, you know, we're always adding stuff, um, like I would say every week to the app to kind of improve what our users are actually using and not using. So, um, so yeah, you, you know, you're absolutely right. There's a a big social element to it, and we think that that's really the future for um, shopping as well.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think you're absolutely right on that track, actually, because this whole notion of social shopping, I think, will explode in, in, and and digitally, because going out shopping is obviously something that people don't really want to do on mass at the moment, yeah. and also. necessarily feel the need to own all of their clothes you Mm -hmm. know they can just use them for um the period that they need them and then you know pass them on so yeah it's a a blend of two key trends there obviously so tell us tell us about your users and the product mix on the site is there a particular audience that you go for is there a particular type of product that you have better success with price point, that sort of thing. Could you tell us a bit about that?
1: Sure. So I I mean, you know, because it's peer to peer, um, it's really based on what the users are kind of listing themselves. Um, And and sometimes we think it's like, you know, the chicken or the egg kind of problem. Um, But we've (laughs) found, um, you know, the women who are much more engaged and interested tend to be the working professionals, Uh, much like, you know, you know, a lot of them have a desk job. So kind really how i suppose what my previous career was really um and these women have been very engaged both as lenders and renters and that's what we what we really want you know we want a very engaged community that's you know instead of using instagram all the time they're opening their bi-rotation app um while they're waiting for their bar class to start uh which by the way has happened um i had a friend do that and i was so happy she said someone (laughs) had opened the app um while she was waiting for a bar class, and she saw it on their phone, um, that made me. Um, but yeah, so that's so that really, um, so that's really the kind of users that we've been seeing on there, and they've been listing a lot of contemporary brands. So you know, I, I the usual suspects you'd think of, you know, whether it's Gunny, Reformation, Rixo, you know, a lot of the trendy sort of dresses. But at the same time, we have a lot of people listing things like Chanel bags you know, Hermes scarves. Um, We've got a couple of Birkins on there as well, actually. Um, I suspect people are reselling, but they're also listing to rent out as they're trying to resell the items, uh, which is very interesting to us. Um, So yeah, I would say there's everything in between and we love that, you know. Um, Some of the things that do really well on the app would be dresses. Um, You know, they're a complete outfit and you can rent them for less than 10% of the retail price for a weekend. Um, you know we're, we're really competing with fast fashion retailers or the high street stores and that's really my vision it's to convince people that instead of buying fast fashion that often you know does knockoffs of you know the the runway why don't we just rent the real thing you know just have it for the weekend and give it back um, so you can enjoy the level of quality as well so that's really how i'm thinking of it and i think i think the rotator on our app um she gets it
0: do you um editorialize if you will the experience for consumers or um or is that something they manage themselves because i'm thinking about retailers of new fashion they had to completely change their messaging they had to completely change their content their e-commerce their social media and indeed, their product offer during lockdown, because the kinds of things that people wanted to buy, I mean, there's obviously a huge slump in the things that people wanted to buy. But they were buying other things changed. So do you did you do that? Were you able to sort of prioritise different types of items for people? or Were you not that concerned about that? Was it more about building the community?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, in the beginning, I thought it was much more the latter, you know, it's all about building the community, we're going to get people on there, we're going to get them engaged. But actually, we realized, you know, doing sort of these editorial pieces, and curating, you know, all these sort of different collections, um, you know, was key. And that's something I probably didn't realize, um, not, you know, having that much experience in the fashion industry, until off recent, um, that actually curation is key. So, you know, obviously, as I mentioned, you know, we had this collaboration with Stacey Dooley, you know, last week she wore another dress that she rented via the app. We've had Camilla Thurlow, who rented a dress to wear for her pregnancy announcement. So we've had a bunch of, you know, I suppose, well-known personalities who were kind of engaging with the app and listing the items on the app. So we did sort of um, curated collections around what they were choosing, what they were lending out and, you know, what they were renting as well. So I think um, those kind of helped get people on board again. But um, but yeah, this was, again, much more sort of an engagement play on us. I mean, I think the knee jerk reaction, um, you know, for for someone who operates in a marketplace is to convince people to start listing their items on the marketplace. But we kind of realized, um, you know, we were monitoring how, you know, how different countries were responding um to the to the you know coronavirus crisis in every single ge- demographic and uh, sorry in every single geography and we kind of um you know we kind of realized what the messaging should be i mean you know we're 5 months in lockdown now so we knew it was going to be a slow burn so there was no point telling people to list their items in the first week of lockdown so we we sort of like timed the messaging right to make sure people would do it in their own free time
0: a number of um the rental platforms i've noticed uh, we're also are also letting people buy things I mean do you do you do that as well can people buy it for good or is that not something that um fits in with your ethos
1: um I'm gonna say something like you know maybe this is a bit contrarian um but we can add <laughs> uh yeah juicy podcast huh um <laughs> um we can add the buy button um anytime we want mm-hmm. we have chosen not to
0: why have you chosen not to? Go on.
1: Um, just very simply put, well, you know, we are 10 months old, firstly.
0: Yes, we are. Okay, fair enough.
1: <laughs> we really, no, and we really, really believe that, um, you know, the rental market is, is a viable, you know, concept. Um, so we don't want to detract from the messaging. You know, I, I know that the resale market is much bigger, you know, more than 10 times larger than the rental market. But I truly believe that there is a real rental proposition out there. Um, And I think that companies like Bestia Collective and Depop do resale well. You know, we have very good relationships with both of these companies. Um, I truly believe and, you know, I left my career to prove that rental is a viable concept. Um, So purity of purpose. um, Yeah. And, and, you know, for me, I do believe that we we belong and we sit in the sharing economy, which is about 350 billion uh, by 2025 U.S. dollars. So, I do believe that we operate in the sharing economy as well.
0: Yeah, I like that phrase, purity of purpose. I'm going to carry that with me. I'm (laughs) on my own business. It's really good to hear. I'm going to come and talk about your background in a minute, but I just want to just labour the point on this the rental piece first, because it was on a huge upward trajectory before COVID. The market really became quite enthusiastic about it, they embraced it. It seemed like the future we were seeing. Bigger retailers offering a rental offer, um, brands getting into rental, so it really seemed to be taking off. Obviously, for reasons beyond anyone's control, there was a degree of pause pressed on that one. But do you see, as we emerge from this crisis, and I know it's difficult and rocky out there to see when we actually will, do you see that picking back up again and gaining pace? Of course, you do. It's, it's your job, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, No, but actually, the numbers are really telling for us. Um, Our growth is back on track. I mean, obviously, I mentioned the whole piece about our community growing by over 70% listings up by 50%. So I I mean, I wouldn't say that the crisis has been amazing for us, because I don't think it's been good for anyone. But I would say actually, it's really given people some time to reflect on how much they own. Um, There's been a lot of news flow around Garmin workers and supply chain. Um, That's something that actually troubles me personally as an Indian. So, you know, I think there's been a lot of, I I would say, positive news flow that would, you know, help, um, you know, the the rental proposition more. And we've seen that in our numbers, you know, we've had more than 130% up in our revenues in July alone. And I think people start renting in the mid of July. So it's crazy that, Weeks kind of caught us back to our best month, which was in February, March. So I, I'm really seeing things really pick up. You know, this first week of August has been insane for us in a very good way. Um, I've been very busy, um, which is, which is really great. Um, you know, I think people are ready. You know, a lot of people just want to go out and they want to go all out when they go out. Um, so these are, kind of, yeah. Um, so these are really like positive trends for us. Um, I do think that people are going to be much more conscious with their, you know, um, stressed household income when they think about buying something new. You know, they're going to think about whether they should buy all this, you know, all these, you know, all 10 high street items as opposed to buying one or two investment pieces and potentially find different ways to make passive income. Um, And that can be through buy rotation
0: Now it's time to hear a bit more about our wonderful partners, Klarna. Klarna lets customers pay up to 30 days later or in three instalments at thousands of online stores such as ASOS, River Island, Michael Kors, Made.com and many more. Find out more at klarna.com. Now you you've made reference a couple of times to you gave up your career to do this. So I want to I want to delve now into a bit about you. Let's talk about your background. Tell us well, yeah, tell us where did it all begin for you? Where did you study? What did you do after that? And what brought you to fashion?
1: Sure. So I studied in London for university, but um, I'm otherwise Indian and I grew up in Singapore. Um, so I would say like a third culture kid through and through. Uh, I spent a bit of time in the US as well. Um, and I was working right after university at uh, a few large asset managers, so Standard Life Investments up in Edinburgh. Uh, it's now you know, Aberdeen Standard, obviously, after the merger. But um, I worked mostly in investment banking and investment management for about six and a half years prior to, you know, launching. Um, I was doing this as a side hustle for the first six months. Um, and obviously, you know, there's been so, so many sort of positive trends um, that, you know, talk about sustainability and fashion. And, you know, we're looking at things from the consumption side of the equation um and you know within 6 months there was so much user and press traction that i kind of realized that this actually might be the next big thing and i want to drive it so uh yeah so it's um a completely unrelated um career um and background i suppose
0: i like that though i came to fashion from media i didn't you know i didn't come at it as a fashion expert either so it's i like it when people from the outside come in. And,
1: I definitely think that we all bring a different perspective. You know, I, I feel like that's very useful, don't you think?
0: I think so. No, I absolutely think so. Um, I often think of ASOS, you know, and um, Nick Robertson, and I, I I know him. I've interviewed him a few times. He's a lovely man. and He came to fashion from advertising and media, mm-hmm. and he revolutionized it. I mean, there's no, there's no <laughs> two ways about it because what? he didn't have any idea of how it should be done. He just had an idea, you know, how it should be done according to previous
1: norms. That's exactly it. You know, you kind of break the trend on the, the herd mentality and you have like a friendly yeah. way of doing things. So, yeah, I really appreciate it when you kind of meet people of very different backgrounds.
0: And it's a, brave, it's a brave thing to do to set up your own company. I mean, did you always have that inside you? Would you say you're an actual entrepreneur?
1: Well, I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. So both my parents are entrepreneurs uh, and probably my grandparents as well. So, so maybe it's like, a, I, I don't know if it's like a genetic thing. I'm not sure if there's a to prove that. Um, But certainly, you know, we every Sunday uh, we would have, as my dad called it, uh, life learning skills. You know, things we wouldn't learn um, in school from Monday to Friday. Um, I remember hating those Sundays. Um, but now I kind of look back at them and I'm like, you know what, I finally <laughs>
0: That's incredible. Oh, well, I guess, yes, I mean, there's a nature and nurture thing going on there then, but how mm-hmm. wonderful that he would take the time to teach you things he thought you should know that you're not going to get in traditional education. That's really that's well, quite
1: special. He he was really big on sort of realising that, you know, you have to build it up on your own. No one's going to help yeah. you and all of that. So I, I really... And, you know he's very big on hard work um, and you know you kind of appreciate all those cheesy things that you were told when you were younger because they all kind of make sense now
0: yeah no they do they do I mean, you do, and you do have to to work hard I think that's the thing that I don't know I think when people look from the outside look on to entrepreneurialism they think it's um, glamorous. glamorous and yeah uh, it to an extent it is but it's not easy getting there no you know, success doesn't come yeah let's i mean i don't want to talk on the negative but what you know what were the big challenges for you in getting this business off the ground
1: i think sort of alluded to it just now but really it was the opportunity cost um you know i was walking away from a successful career in investment management you know i really enjoyed my job i really liked my network and all my colleagues and ex-employees i'm sorry ex-colleagues um i kind of you know, uh, you know, I would say I still kind of miss that, you know, I miss the buzz of being on the trading floor and all of that. Um, So yeah, I think for me, that was the biggest challenge, sort of really, you know, convincing myself that it's the right time to leave. Um, I was so hesitant, even when I gave my resignation letter, (laughs) to be honest.
0: Did they think you were crazy? Or did they think good for you?
1: Well, they were happy that I wasn't going to a competitor, because they were like, okay, at least it's not a competitor. But I was told to reconsider my decision over the weekend because I, I resigned on a Friday. And oh, right. um, yeah, and I I didn't re I mean I didn't change my mind. Yeah, I mean that's right.
0: I mean that's the hard thing to do, isn't it? You're on you're on a good career path, you've got a stable and decent income. What advice would you have for other people that would like to do what you've done? You know, set up their own business, become an entrepreneur, and and do you think in the midst of this very uncertain time that we're in um that now is a good time to go out there and get your idea done uh
1: yeah i think this is a great time to test out many different um ideas that you might have had um you know we've seen from coronavirus and the lockdown that a lot of different industries are broken um there's so many different ideas that you can come up with um you know I, i mean i just two pieces of advice Uh, one, I, you know, I came up with the idea of bi-rotation as a side hustle. I tested it, um, you know, when I was still working full time, um, I would really recommend the same before you sort of make the leap. I, I think it's important to kind of know what you're getting into and if there's actually a viable market. Um, so that's really important before you do that, before you take big risks. And the second thing I'd say, um, you know, and, and I was told this, um, and I still remember it and I think it's very true and it's proven very true. Um, money saved is money earned. So, um, yeah, I, I'm all about the negotiation. So I, I'm, I think I'm known for that, but, um, but yeah, I think it's so important during this time to, especially during this time to save all the money that, uh, and, and you know, and, and monitor your cash flow very strictly, I suppose. I think that's, excellent piece
0: of advice I'm sort of chuckling to myself and so you've said a couple of things purity of purpose and money saved is money earned and I'm I'm going to take those myself but I know that lots of people listening will will have gained a lot from this podcast I've really really enjoyed talking to you I hope you um, go on to achieve great success with by rotation I'm. I'm
1: sure that you will
0: and I want to say thank you very much for joining us
1: Thank you so much again, Loretta. And thank you so much, guys, for keeping your subscriptions free during this time. It's been so helpful. We've really, really enjoyed reading our newsletter every day. Oh, bless you. Thank you so
0: much. I'm really, I'm really delighted to hear that because we did it, particularly with people like you in mind. So to know that you're actually benefiting from it and reading it makes me very happy indeed. So thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to the In Conversation podcast. If ever you want to be there in person, visit our website at theindustry.fashion and sign up for our newsletter to be the first to know about future events. You will also be kept up to date with breaking news, in-depth features and our data-led consumer studies. Thanks for listening. Thanks again to our partners, Klarna. Keep an eye on the website, subscribe, sign up, do whatever it is you do to be sure not to miss the next episode.